Utah Utes. Two words, two words. Drunken donkeys. That didn't take long. <laughs> Tell us about your team. No, I'm taking a shot at the other guys. Well, that's part of the rivalry, man. That's what makes this market it's one of the most uniques in the country. UDNA. Talent gap. Wait, 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 wait. We're not comparing you to BYU, are you? It says Ute Or the DNA. rest of the conference. Talent gap. Yeah, or you, you lack assume, talent? What? You can assume whatever you want. That's what I got. We told him two words, so we didn't tell him two sentences. No, I know, but sometimes two words can I got to admit, when I read that, I thought they were thinking about the opener in BYU. But that's just me imprinting my own bias onto his two-word I mean, two it makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't have any. It's the next game. I can get that. And I'm taking it one game at a time. I've been trained over the years. Well, it's a massive game 20 days away, I understand. So uh, there has been a significant talent gap as you look at uh, the NFL and blah, blah, blah. Beats BYU. Dale cuts right to it. Cougar killers. I think we know what Dale's thinking about. Cougar killers? Yep. Ray has sent us an open mic. Two words, two words. Beat Utah. (laughs) I like the enthusiasm. That's what it boils down to. Such a massive opportunity and a massive game with massive implications. Because right now, independence, it's nice. You're on TV. You're getting all exposure you can possibly get. But you cannot tell a recruit we're better than Utah. You just can't do it. Not that that you're just you're not building your team exclusively on kids that are being only recruited by both schools. But I would think in state, you know, it's a big deal. Zach Wilson wanted to go to Utah. They didn't offer him. It was a mistake. They offered Tuttle. They made a commitment to Tuttle. That burned them. Zach Wilson should be on this roster, but he's not. He's down there, and he's a very good player. John did the open mic. Let's hear it, John. Two words, two words. What the hell just happened? (laughs) What the hell just happened? (laughs) That's Scotty at Colorado State. (laughs) Yes, where the, uh, what was it? Who stepped out of bounds? Was there an interception? The the receiver that went out of bounds, one foot, came in, caught the touchdown, gets the illegal touching that negates the touchdown. And the thing about that, refs take a ton of heat, but they were all over that. Yeah, they nailed it. Got yes. it right. And but it, when but we had on Matt Wells the following week, he said he knew it immediately. Because he, he saw it, he knew they saw it, drops the hat, boom. That was, and they probably would have got it right on uh, video, I guess. But they didn't need video, and they got it right right there at the was start. A, but there was a crazy celebration. The Rams thought they won the game, so oh, it took yeah, a while. Yeah. And so Scotty isn't seeing that. He doesn't know. And there's he players see it, all over the place, dogpiling in the yeah, end zone. Matt, and all Matt that. had a bird's-eye view of yeah. it on his sideline. Scotty up top. I've been up top at that stadium. He, he hasn't seen Actually, I haven't in his new stadium. Uh, he, he didn't know. And I'm down the road in Boulder, and guys are saying – Colorado State won. I left the stadium doing all my post game and writing up my stuff at 1280thezone.com and my game story column. I don't find out they win until I get back to the hotel because when I left. And then you dropped a. 
<laughs> and then you dropped out. What the hell just happened? In your hotel room. It wouldn't have been a just <laughs> because there would have been some time. Right. But yes, so I did not find out they actually won that game till I got back, turn on the TV, open up the computer, all that stuff, because that was a, both of those games were day games. And they were relatively same uh, kickoff time Saturday afternoon. Miserable weather for both. And, uh, yeah, that, that was crazy, man. Find out later that they won the game. Now, how many times has that happened? Because somebody announced, oh, Utah State just lost, and then everybody went back to work. It was awesome. We actually had a crew at that game. We had a photographer. Matt was at that game, I think. Or Jake. I no, Matt was. was in. Matt was in Colorado, so Jake was at that game then. Yes. And we don't usually travel with the Aggies, but they got nationally ranked as big, and our news director, okay, well, you get two and one. And he's, uh, it, it was awesome. Because they went together. It was, uh, yeah, and it was awesome to have uh, to have all that post game reaction because it was such a huge story. It was such a well, crazy. Well, you guys need finish. to up your game, man. I'm I'm with you, but I don't get to call those shots. Well, who calls those shots? Uh, the news director well, called I'm, that shot. I'm telling you, next year, because I already committed. The good news for the community is I've committed to be on Channel 2 for another year. But next year, Mm -hmm. I'm saying, here's the games you must attend. And if you don't attend, I'm going across the street. Well, that would be very hypocritical of you. Because you travel to a lot of college games, but you don't travel to Aggie games. You travel to the Utes and the Cougars. I can't be at every place at one time there, buddy. I realize I'm massive. You could mix it. Who was at the Arizona Bowl, Lick? (laughs) (laughs) That was a flashback. 14 year old PK just came out. (laughs) I was there. I know. You don't go because we have Scotty at all the games. I know. But when they're big, I went to the bowl game. I was down in Tucson. It was 80 degrees at kickoff. Scotty looks at me. Why did you ever leave this state? Man, look at this. I said, yeah, it's pretty gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Christy's got a take. I have two words for my least favorite team, BYU. Little brother. Oh, Oh, there it is. Christy, Christy, Christy. (laughs) Little brother. Little brother, little brother. Uh, but occasionally the little brother rises up. Well, Utah was a little brother for a while, and then they rose up. Little brother is not a new reference. We've been hearing it for years. Over time, stuff changes. Maybe. Not always. Not always. There, there's singular instances. L.A. fans viewing San Diego as a little brother. Well, there's been a couple of times the Padres have jumped up. But their main rival certainly is the Giants. Uh, so their little brother can have its day. Now, most likely, see, that's, that's the interesting thing. If this were to happen, suppose the BYU pulls off the upset. You know, it means, it means everything in the moment. But extend it out for years to come, what does it mean? Because I can remember one time Utah, I think, got uh, BYU and Norm Chow, who is just a darling of a guy to talk to, go to his house, he'll treat you like a king. But he tended to be a little crusty when he was coaching. And I can remember he made a statement, well, big deal, man. You got to have a program. It's not about winning an individual game one time. What have they done? Who's owned this rivalry? Clearly, it was those guys down there in Provo. 
So if they were to win this year, what does that mean? We're getting ahead of ourselves because the game isn't played. They haven't won it. But even if BYU were to win, would that little brother tag be erased? In the short term, I would say no. In the short term, I think the answer is clearly no. You have to prove it. Now, next year actually would be set up for them to win because Utah's losing a ton of kids. BYU would have Wilson coming back, blah, blah, blah. Right. So you would think that they would have a shot next year, too, to come up here in Salt Lake. But and I, I don't game. even go that far ahead. I mean, I, earlier this morning I said, if, they, if BYU beats Utah, what does that mean for the rest of the season? Now, maybe that means you know, Utah's not nearly as good as we thought. Maybe it means BYU is much better than we thought. But does it set BYU up to win? I mean, I put the top shelf at eight wins. I don't think it changes. Some people would say nine. Some people would say, no. well, I got four losses. I got Utah penciled as one of them. If they get one of those, nine and threes in play. Uh, I, I wouldn't change any preseason predictions if they win that game. So when you look at it and think, okay, four losses, what games have you circled? Or is it one of those deals where, hey, I, I think they're going you know, to lose two out of these three, or they're going to lose two out of those three, and you don't have anything penciled in? I never do that. I mean, I, I, let me take that back. I do it, but I don't put much weight in it. I put my weight in predictions over the big term of the course of the season. T- Last year, I missed. Go ahead. I totally agree with that. But nonetheless, when we have all this I time mean, on our it, hands, we do it, get, we do it anyway. It. I and it. I get that they shouldn't be valued as much. I totally agree with that. But we do it anyway. And right now, I have BYU penciled in to lose to Utah and to lose to Washington. And then to lose one game in their three Mountain West games and to lose one game out of that USC-Tennessee Right, but I can't necessarily combo. tell you where it is. So I have... In two weeks, I'll do my official predictions, and they'll post them on a couple of websites, including 1280 Zone, KSL. And last year, I do it every year, right? So last year, I missed by one game out of all three. Mm-hmm. The only game I missed was them losing to Wisconsin. But I didn't pick individual games. I picked records. And then, to me, I pick a record based on you know i realize the individual games but then the individual prediction becomes the real prediction the week of the game i get that but so as we sit here right I wouldn't now cha- if BYU wins i'm not changing my predictions cuz they still got a slew of tough games out there they do and, and this is a rivalry game so it it has certain a, f- a certain funkiness about it that the other games don't have pot- and, potentially. And the biggest and there's there's a, a potential to quote your term. There's potential funkiness in predicting anything this far out. But the two I would underline and put the exclamation points at the teams that we don't follow when they have to go to the other side of the country at Tennessee and now at South Florida. Sure. In my lifetime, they've both been really good and they've both been really bad. I think they're both kind of okay right now, but I wouldn't really know that. Right, but when it gets to game week, we'll, we'll know more. We'll, on we'll it. see Tennessee will have played a game, South Florida will have played several games, yeah. and we'll have a better idea. Right. All right, Yach, what do you have for us in there? Let's go to Clint. Uh, two words, two words. Large diet, caffeine-free Coca-Cola. No, two words, two words, Coke Zero. Coke Zero is a staple in my diet. You got to have your Coke Zero? If I'm having... Like pe- pizza. A beverage of that ilk. It's And, and they have... When I go you're to You're having places, a soft drink. You're having yes, Coke Zero. Yes, thank you. When I, I ask, do you have Coke Zero? And then if they say yes, sweet. If they don't, 
then I'll make an adjustment. Every place should have Coke Zero. It is my favorite drink. I used to, as a kid, drink 7-Up, but then somebody told me it, it, you get zits, and I had a little bit of a zit problem, so I stopped drinking it, and then as you get older, you don't need the calories. Right. If it's not water, don't drink it. Yeah, I'm like 25 years old. I go to a dermatologist. I've told this story. I'm the only one sitting in the waiting room. Nurse comes in, looks at the uh, pad, calls out my name. Patricia? Oh, snap. Sweetheart, <laughs> I'm the only person in here. <laughs> Couldn't you figure it out? I'm probably not Pati- named Patricia. It's Patrick. And then the guy gave me some... Accutane, which was tough on my zits, but I didn't. I didn't take it, man. I, I, I felt sick. Tennis Jewel tweets at us: Utah hype train derailer. Now there's some hyphens in there. Utah hype train derailer. Well, where's the hyphens? U dash hype dash train. New word D dash railer. <laughs> okay. I don't think they need the lash dash. I think derailer. You can just be made up. Who of needs the lash dash? <laughs> Uh, we've got uh, one getting a lot of likes here. We got Wolverine Cougars is get a lot of people are liking that tweet. Wolverine Cougars, and that's right. So they're marketing towards UVU students, and that's supposed to be negative. I don't, I don't follow. I'm not sure what they're getting at. We didn't leave room to explain. We told them two words. That's a business proposition. If it fills seats, puts money in the athletic de- department coffers, then it's a good idea. Yeah. As long as it's not drug money, who sitting cares down where there it's coming the, from? Sitting down there at the other end of the parkway with that, uh, what do they call that bus lane, the rapid uh, yak? You're a Utah County guy. What do they call that? They, they got the service now back and forth. Uh, UTA is oh. doing some kind of bus. It's supposed to be tracks on wheels. I don't even know what it's called. It's a okay. waste of money. There's like three people on it all, all day. People aren't riding it? Well, I see it quite often because I'm down in Provo passing through. Because they just drove to BYU and the traffic was way better than it normally is and I thought maybe more people are using mass transit and off the road. My parents are still in Orem. You know that. They're still down there. I drive past it all the time going to BYU. I rarely see people riding it. That's just my... But I don't see it every day. So take that for what it's worth. Ryan tweets at us, high expectations. For sure. We're just going to assume Ryan's a ute. Well, he's right. Massive expectations. Spencer used the open mic. Two words for Zach Wilson. Heisman Trophy. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Would a non-Power 5 ever do that again? No. You just flat out no, huh? No. Number one, no. Number two, I really doubt the ability of anybody on this side of the country to win the Heisman Trophy. There have been Matt some Liner, really, Carson Palmer. Mm, you, and I guess I have to make USC an outlier. Marcus Mariota. But, but I look did at... Did Marcus Mariota win it? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Come on. I, I look at the way they've shifted everything to 830 at night and people don't see the games. You are. It, that is... That's a heck of a battle right there. That is an uphill battle big time. This isn't two words, but Heisman Trophy, least important big ward. I'm with you on that. <laughs> It to me, it's lost its luster. I, to me, it never had any luster. Well, I, I never I disagree. knew. No, you got to play a specific position on the right kind of team. That's fine. We you get could it. be awesome. You could be nowhere. You're not the best player. You're yeah, nowhere but there near was a the time. It's not about the best player. It's the Heisman Trophy winner. 
it, there was a time that was a glamorous award when Earl Campbell is winning it, assuming he won it. Tony <laughs> Dorsett is winning it, assuming he won it. Those guys were huge. <laughs> see, those, see, I think what Earl happened, did, but I don't know. I don't know that Tony. Oh, did. Tony oh, I think Tony Earl had to. I think get Earl, out of town. Uh, maybe. Tony Dorsett, come on, he was Tony Dorsett then. He was. He was. He changed his name. <laughs> no, the reason why I'm saying that is they played at a time where the NFL running back was akin to the quarterback, if not more. Tony Dorsett won it in 77. 1976. They won 76. it back-to-back? Yep. Back-to-back yep. years. So Archie Griffin had his two. So your point about running back is running back, running back, running back, running back. Because those days it wasn't about throwing yeah. a ball in five receiver sets. So the running back was the quarterback with all the glamour. And Chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the running back. So who was the best running back? And that had a lot of prestige during that era. It doesn't now, especially because running backs almost have become a dime a dozen. 73 to 83, 11 straight running backs. Exactly. And those guys were right in the middle Herschel Walker? Come on. Yep. It had luster. You need Marcus Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen? For sure. Yeah. And then 2010, Cam Newton, followed by Robert Griffin III, Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston, Marcus Merritt. We are listing some quarterbacks here, people. Derrick Henry broke through. He's the one exception in the last decade. And who decade. knows who Derrick Henry is? An Alabama running back. Yep. whoop do. And he's, a, he's the exception. And who? what Alabama running back has done anything in the NFL? I mean, they've had receivers in uh, Cooper and Jones. Brian Richardson, what's go, he done? You'd go back 20 years pre-Nick. Sean Alexander did something. Yeah. But that's 20 years, pre-Nick. Yeah, the game has changed so dramatically. But did Sean... Did, 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 did <laughs> in the last running Heisman? The last running back before him to win, Mark Ingram Jr., Alabama 2009. That's right at the start of Nick's run. So it's, uh, since it's, been, it's been quarterback since 2006 with two exceptions. Yeah. But back then, the running back was right. the quarterback. And so it was highly glamorous. I set my watch to make sure I watched Heisman Trophy presentation. I would do a little thing in my Google on my phone to make sure it would remind me. And since that run started in 06, the, the one guy from the, uh, the you know, mountain and central time zones who's won is Mariota at Oregon. Yeah. I mean, he's, it's a joke that Bradley Van Pelt didn't win, but it's another story. He's the one. Sunshine, what's up? <laughs> Good old Bradley Van Pelt. What a pull. CSU. CSU. Riding that longboard to practice. Well, this year, it'll change. Two words, two words, Jordan Love. There it is. What do you think? I think I think no way on the outside, the Power Five. And almost no way on the western side of the country. USC's the outlier. SC had their run. They won, no, I think Oregon they won three can. and four years. Depending on who they have. But it's most likely going to be a quarterback. The odds are stacked, but I think it can happen. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Everything you missed in this show is coming up next. Stay with us. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. NFL preseason gets underway in a big way. A couple of first-round draft picks, quarterbacks playing well. In their opening preseason games, Kyler Murray with 6-7 for 44 yards. Just played one drive as Arizona. The Cardinals beat the Chargers 17-13. Another first-round draft pick, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, 5-5 for for 67 yards. As the Giants beat the Jets 31 
to 22. BYU losing freshman tight end Hank Tuipolotu to an ACL injury. Same knee he had ACL surgery on last fall. Moroni Lalu Pututau has yet to practice for the Cougars as he attempts to make up his requisite credits to be eligible this fall. Utah hopeful that JUCO All-American offensive lineman Bamadele Olasini will join the program and practice as early as today. He's joining the youths from Garden City Community College in Kansas. Salt Lake Bees lose to Omaha 8-6. Same two teams tonight in Omaha. 6 o'clock. Listen to it on The Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by the Syringa Networks. Verizon customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Syringa is Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call them today at 385-420-7881. That number again, 385-420-7881. That's Syringa Networks. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Kyle McDonald, running back coach at the University of Utah. As Zach Moss has worked his way back from injury, coach, talk about his presence on the field, his importance, his leadership. He's 100%. There's no question about that. He's picking him up, putting him down. Better leader right now. You know, when I met Zach, he was a young man. He's talking about a grown man now. Uh, we've been together. This is going to be our third year together. Uh, again, he's being vocal at times that he needs to be vocal. He's really doing a good job in terms of uh, the maturation process up here at the University of Utah, uh, being a running back. Um, I love where his leadership is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This kid is special. Um, I would just keep the record book open and just kind of glance at a couple of things. Will he be the next? It was only two or three thousand thousand yard guys in the history of the league. Um, there's also an NFL record: um, most total yards, most all-purpose yards in a game. I'd watch out for that one also. This kid is on a mission. He is quick. He's explosive. He's worked his tail off this offseason. And North Turner knows how to use a guy like him. He's with Ladanian Tomlinson. If last year was a breakout year. This might be a record year. David Shaw talking about Christian McCaffrey. Fantasy owners, you're on notice. There it is. There's your tip. Thank us later. Thank Christian David. McCaffrey, obviously, if he does anything that he did in college, look out. And every time I hear Shaw talk, I fall in love with him more. <laughs> you're like, more. holy cow, what a recruiter. How you, turn, how you say no to him. How do you say no to Stanford? Him and Stanford, the two of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've turned into such a softy. Outside the U of A, I root for everybody in the conference now. <laughs> How does that work exactly when they're playing each other all the time? And the kids? You don't root for Oregon. You root for Cristobal in Oregon? I don't believe uh, that. The kid, Herbert has been so nice to us two years in a row. The running back for UC Los Angeles. I, I literally wanted to hug the kid when he was done. Joshua Kelly? You're not going to find a finer young man ever. You're not even pumping up your own guy. I thought Nino Benjamin was really impressive. It was easy yeah, to see Yeah, but I'm going to for them either way. Right. If he's was, the biggest jerk was, in the world, I'm still rooting You're for right. It was easy for me because I'd heard Kyle was interested in him, recruited him hard, wanted him and all that. And, that is true. And, and first off, I've seen him run. And now you, you hear him talk and interact with you guys. And it's like, well, yeah, I bet when, I don't know what, you know, if he's 10th or 11th grade, whenever they started meeting him, I'm sure they met with him like, oh, re- this guy's really the real deal. we got to get this guy. Mm-hmm. And then ASU got him. But it was easy to see. And it probably wasn't just, you know, Kyle and ASU. It was probably multiple teams who were thinking all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, this guy, he's the total deal. Yeah. He's primed for a big season. I would, I would actually, I would like to have him see him like a somewhat of a mediocre season. 
So he comes back next year. Not too good. Good. No, right. But not, not off the yeah. charts. The problem is at running back, even if he's good. You know, if it's 1,000 yards and not 1,500 yards, he'll still probably go. Well, I would tell him to go. But as a fan, I want him to stay. Of course, no one's going to talk about the greatness of Eno Benjamin in Arizona State because it's all Kyle, Kyler Murray all the time down in the Valley of the Sun. Six of seven for 44 yards, a lot of short throws, clean pockets, got sacked once, although he didn't get hit. Nothing special. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The hype train's rolling. The hype is incredible. And actually, I think it, it's one of the reasons why I think Utah can be better than ASU is because they get interest. We talk about these guys all the time down there. They're, they're they might as well be out in the desert, a hundred miles away, which they are right now up in Tonazona. But they don't get any run. It's all Cardinals, and then particularly this year with Kyler Murray, he's the most exciting prospect they've ever had come into that franchise. Giants gave their first-round draft pick a shot. Quarterback Daniel Jones, he went 5-for-5 five five for 67 yards, threw a 12-yard touchdown pass, and the Giants beat the Jets 31-22. to So, young guys, the next generation, ready to take over. Does Eli Manning retire, or does he go somewhere for the last year or two of his career, something we've seen? A la Peyton. Yeah. Through the generations, we've seen so many quarterbacks do it. Peyton Manning did it. Joe Montana did it. Back Jim in, Hart did it. Back in the day, Johnny Unitas did it. Sammy Baugh did it. Don't know about that. Neither do I. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> threw that out there. <laughs> Sounded good. Roger Stallback didn't do it. Guys coming and going for Utah and BYU. The injuries piling up, PK. Injuries. Tight end Hank Tui. Pulotu. Uh, Tui Pulotu. Thank you. You had done it like four times today. And, and then I messed up, up the last one. Yeah, right. Well, uh, once you get off, it's hard to get back on track with those. Yeah, you get off. Yeah, I get what yeah. you're saying. You start going, you mess it up, and then you can't yeah, bring yourself gone. right back right. through. Yeah. You got to take a breath, regroup. Yep. Maybe take a TO. Let's try that 20. again. Yeah. Hanky. 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 Tui Pulotu. Tui Pulotu. ACL, young fellow. ACL, and he already had an ACL on that. Double sucks for that young fellow. Exactly. Uh, Moroni Lalu Putatau. Moroni is uh, yet to practice for the Cougars as he attempts to make up the credits he needs to be eligible this fall. And he's had all sorts of injury issues. He's shown that uh, he might be on to something, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's coming back from an ACL himself. If I remember correctly, he caught a TD pass uh, off a a receiver, was it? Aleva Hifo. Threw him that play. uh, Grimes dialed up that play in A-Rod, and they they scored a touchdown. And and he was a fairly retarded kid coming out of uh, the Logan area, if I remember. Correct. But he has not been able to stay healthy, and it just sucks for those guys. Talked to Jeff Grimes when I was down there earlier this week about the Grime was, Dog. Yes, the Grime Dog. And when he was on with us, he was talking uh, on on media day. He was talking about double tight ends. He really wanted to go that way. Well, I said, "Well, you're still on track for that." And he's like, "It depends." And Pudatow's eligibility be one thing. It depends on. I mean, it's you see right there. You lose a, a tight end to an ACL injury. You got a guy whose eligibility may or may not work out. Have mm-hmm. to see how that works. And so he's like, "It depends on who we have." And well, Let's I want see. to get down with MLP. I see what you did. There. I want to get down with MLP. Do you know me? The Utes are waiting, and today could be the day. Offensive lineman Bamadele Olasini from, he's an All-American, uh, Juco All-American, from Garden City Community College in Kansas. Today might be the day he starts practicing. 
Um, well, if he's here and expected to be on the team, who cares if he practices today? Because he can only be in shorts. Because he, you individually, you have to go through the acclimation yep. period. So it doesn't matter when you get. If you got there in November, I think you'd have to do it. Still got to uh, get that clock ticking so you yeah. can get onto the real practices right. so they can have him ready for the games. So he'll have two weeks to go before the real game. That's what matters. We'll see if he if, if he can establish a starting position right off the bat, or if they ease him in. I don't know. He's got a lot of credentials. Uh, and they've been talking about him for a good long while. Bam, as they call him. And they need help along that offensive line. So we'll see if he can uh, make an impact. The Jazz owner, Gail Miller, doesn't do a lot of interviews, but did one with the big show yesterday. And uh, they had to uh, – you were there for the – I guess this is in the wake of the, uh, the management moves they made. Steve Starks gets promoted. You were at the press conference for that. And so she came on and spoke about a wide range of topics, including championship potential. With 30 teams in the NBA, there can only be one championship. But I think every 30 years you ought to have one. (laughs) It's our turn. And I think we've built up to it. We understand what it takes. I think we've put everything in place for it. We've given them all the tools they need brought in the players that I think can do it and there's no reason why we can't um, have that expectation. Now I don't know that it'll come this year but I do believe we'll get there. Picked second in the West. That's usually the territory you have to be in and it has been a long time since they were a top three seed. I want to believe I can't go I do believe. Yeah, that's about what the Vegas odds makers say, though. It's in the realm. But it's, but not, it's, about, it's not, not about this year. It's not a probability. No, well, it's not exclusively about this year. This isn't a one-and-done deal. It's at least a two-year deal. Well, I was going to say it's two years and then a bunch of question marks because winning a championship just isn't about how good you are. It's about everybody else. And there are going to be a lot of teams with a lot of money and a lot of big-time free agents on the market in two summers. It'll be a lot like this one. Good. Crazy, chaotic. And there'll be a lot of situations where they'll be interested in coming here. Could be. It could. You know, There's too many question marks it to predict be. what's going to happen three years out. There's way too many question marks. But maybe some of that stuff is happening. You know, Donovan Mitchell, USA Basketball, we've heard that getting on these teams is where the stars get to know each other and decide they want to play together. This is how Dwayne Wade and LeBron James started coming up with a plan for the Miami Heat years ago. I think it was the 2008 Olympics and a couple years later. Right. Next thing you know, you'll have Zion and Donovan Mitchell attending a Backstreet Boys concert in our arena. And, you know, you talked about that because they came out in the uh, in the City Edition jerseys, the orange, red, and yellow stuff. Yes. And uh, so we talked about that, and I was uh, I went home after the show, and I was on Twitter zooming around, and all of a sudden there was a picture of the five of them looking very middle-aged. <laughs> and all kinds of people in front with the phones up. Got to get a picture of this. Oh, for sure. The phones are up. Yeah, snapping off, getting the video, getting getting the photos. Yep, classic. Other things we have talked about today: records that we didn't know were records. Bo Bichette has doubled in nine straight games. Didn't matter. Jays lost to the Yankees. Yankees have won nine in a row. Twelve six the final. Who doubles in nine in a row? Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette, new major league record. Tiger Woods is withdrawn from the tournament with a mild oblique strain. And there you go. 
That's what's going on. That's what we've been talking about. You're up to speed. And it is brought to you by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, in Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. When we come back, your feedback. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Three, two, one, one, one. The countdown is back on the Zone Sports Network. It's the fifth annual college football top 60 and 60. As we count you down to the start of the college football season. Listen every day at 1.30 as Hans and Scotty will announce another selection. I see you on five. Leading up to the start of the 2019 season. As voted on by the local media and you the fans. It's the top 60 and 60. Presented by Cypress Credit Union, the Southtown Auto Mall, and Master Electrical Service. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Two words, two words, blue collar. Possibly explosive. Boom. Two words for the Utes. National champions. Two words, two words. What the hell just happened? Two words, two words, be Utah. Two words, two words, Utes. (laughs) Choke. Feedback of the day is brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City, where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. All those people answering the call in honor of Kyle Whittingham, two words, two words, bowl eligible, two words for this college football season, for your favorite team. And obviously, people strayed from that and took shots at their least favorite team, their rival. Ah, Tiffany, two words, nine straight. Lance says, unreal expectations. Lance got on a cougar shirt and a cougar hat. Well, we had on a, 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 a young man from back east who is, uh, puts out, uh, what's, what's it called? Whatever he puts out, just he knows his stuff. And he has them being one of the four in the playoff. That is as high as it can get. Brett Ciancia from Pick 6 Previews. Yeah, you should check that out. It has them going 12-1. and one. And it has a bunch of stuff. Uh, I was looking at it. Uh, national recruiting rankings from the uh, last five years. Utes coming in at 38. And uh, stuff like the winningest teams in the 70s, winningest teams in the 80s, and they're all coded. Your Sun Devils got some run in the 60s and 70s. as the top 10 in each decade yeah, by decade. I wonder why I genuflect for Frank Cush. <laughs> the Frank Cush era. Right. That, well, it was. And he talks about how the youths were on pace to be there for the uh, the last decade, but the, the first couple of years messed him up. Didn't get enough wins. Well, then how can you be on pace if the first couple of years? The pace they had at the end in the last seven years, he said, <laughs> was the pace to do it. From Urban on. More feedback. Jimmy Robinson tweets at us two words Rose Bowl. Rosie Bowl. Right? Yeah. Just cut to the chase. Not Manute Bowl, but Rosie Bowl. <laughs> Random association. <laughs> So, give us two words that describes your favorite college football team this year. Uh, Mark Loves Ashley says, little sister. Little sister? Snazzy Kig says, you perfectly described your team. And Mark bounced back with, even littlest brother, Utah State has been blowing you out the last couple of years, and we spotted <laughs> you three touchdowns, and you still couldn't win. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Mic drop, I'm out! Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow. 
Anything else you'd like to share with the people? <laughs> two words. Why won't you play the Aggies? That's not really. <laughs> that's not two words. <laughs> All right, we're out of time. Don't, <laughs> Tony's coming up next. Austin's coming up next. We'll see you Sunday night on Talking Sports and back here Monday morning on ninety-seven five twelve eighty the Zone.